0: The Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast is sponsored by Steeped Coffee. Steeped Coffee is a new brewing method that combines specialty craft coffee into a single serving bag. You don't need a machine. You don't have to make a mess. All you have to do is add hot water wherever you go. Each steep pack is individually sealed. It's nitrogen flushed so it stays fresh and it's got this special full immersion filter and the filter is ultrasonic sealed, which means it's sealed together with no glue or no staples so there's no weird stuff floating around in your coffee steeped is a benefit b corp they ethically source all their coffee their packaging is fully compostable and they believe that business should be done without compromise you can get your hands on steeped coffee packs at SteepedCoffee.com. that's s-t-e-e-p-e-d coffee.com asking your local retail stores to start carrying steeped or having your favorite roastery reach out and kind of get in touch if you're in santa cruz come on by any of the cat and cloud locations we have it there for you basically they're just doing their best to change the coffee industry make your life more convenient with their pre-portioned, pre-ground innovation. So tell all your friends. Two, two years, years ago, ago there was a child who had a dream. Room. He thought the world could be a better place just he did. for you and me. It's, it's true. And then it's a were podcast like... about coffee <laughs> and then a store <laughs> about things. What is it got is employees. a story It's a guy <laughs> named Jerry. A guy named Jerry who had a little He's Bringing up up two, two very girls lovely girls. girls. <laughs>
1: <laughs> one of them had a hair of gold like their mother. Remember that one? The, the other one, one was girls. girls. <laughs> what? <laughs> what is that from? It's the Brady Bunch. But he had more than one kid. Did they get married to him? Well, bunch? that's How the whole that bunch.
0: There's two families that melded together to mm. become one. That's why it was so... That's where the drama comes oh, from. three very lovely girls. There's three kids on I each side. Right. Three dudes, Fucking three job. ladies, two adults... And, like, a mailman, I think, is in the square. And there's a maid, too, who kicks ass. And everybody's like, whoa, is she a maid or is she, like, the caretaker? I mean, I don't know what you call that position Marsha, now. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. I think they call it. Let's find out exactly. Mm, who knows? Oh, Brady Bunch, of course, has their own Wikipedia page. Nanny. She's the like, nanny. Like, She's probably a nanny. Nanny makes the most sense. I wonder if they edit for
1: terminology, you know? If it's still in the exact verbatim as... 19
0: whatever, 60, You know how like 70? you would say flight attendant and not stewardess. Yeah, totally. <coughs> Can you get me a... And it used to be, yep, totally. Get me a thing. Stewardess?
1: That sounds so weird to say now. <laughs> oh, they just call her Alice. That makes Alice sense. Alice Nelson.
0: <laughs> Is that her real name? Oh, or she name did something else too. Alice? She went on to become the next level. Dang, dude. She's on. She's in the zone. She got into a lot of movies. She's actually did. Yeah, she did a lot of stuff. Go. Good for, good for a lot you, of Alice. Ne- a lot of network television. Oh yeah. So she got a lot of B list celebrity action. She after wasn't that in one. Any, like movies necessarily. Well, but you that's know. cool. What are I you gonna do? Oh, nobody's perfect. I mean, perfect. I've never been on TV. So. I think you've been on TV, but it's always nice local channels. <laughs> <laughs> local. Ch- I wasn't a Bailey's commercial one time. Like. Oh, that's right. I remember that for coffee. It was coffee. the worst thing ever. They recorded it ritual, huh? No, they recorded it here, but pretended that it was in San Francisco. Oh, it was I so totally remember sick. now. It was, it was like they were doing it all around the U.S. in all these different locales. And then it was, it was like L.A., like Ryan Wilbur did the one in Los Angeles. Yeah. And then it was like, it was like a cut of the Bay Bridge in the Bay, and it's like, welcome to San Francisco. And then it cut to the door of Verve, because we were working there, and it's all Verve Coffee Roasters, Santa Cruz, California. And you all wait. <laughs> and the door opened. It's just proof that Santa Cruz is not as cool as San Francisco. No, dude, no. You can't uh, get there. Sorry. Housekeeper is what she is. She's oh, a housekeeper. right. Housekeeper. But yeah, Santa that's, Cruz. That's a nanny. I mean, these thank days. God. Thank god it's not as cool as San Francisco. No, San Francisco's heavy. San Francisco's <laughs> super me. heavy. I not know. Something happened yesterday. Yesterday? Yesterday, Jenny and I were looking at concerts. We are going to go see Saves the Day is playing. They're playing at oh, Slims in San Francisco. Oh, Slims is fun. But they're also playing at the Doug Fir in Portland. That's oh, it's we, more fun. We found flights for 80 bucks, so we decided to fly to Fuck go see yeah. them because San Francisco is so
1: weird. Yeah, you go to Portland and have a little more relaxing time. Just more chill. By a long shot, you more just relaxing. Wait. It's like chill. Yeah, and you can't leave to drive home right after the show. Right. You just stay one night, and, and It then doesn't you're cost $1,000 to stay for one night in a hotel. No, you just get a weird little place. And when you stay in the hotel... In San Francisco for 150 bucks a night, it's so
0: ghetto. Usually, oh yeah, there's a needle in the bed. For yeah, you. you're like, no, it's waiting.
1: It's like, hey, do you want this free needle? Why am I staring, staying in the tender knob right now? <laughs> Th- I thought I
0: was gonna tender tenderloin. No tender knob. <laughs> is tender it means tenderloin. <laughs> tender knob. <laughs> you never heard of that? <laughs> it's a tender knob. Jerry's got a real tender knob. it's a- He's got a lot on the his mind. The knobs are right on the <laughs> tip of the
1: tenderloin. <laughs> the, and the, tender knob. <laughs> and the
0: knob. Hill. The tenderloin is like the main part oh, of it, man. and the knob's on the end. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's really funny because people... <laughs> I learned that from somebody in San Francisco. Tender so they're like, We're located... It's not actually the tenderloin. It's basically like the tender knob. Is <laughs> that well, like knob hill and the tenderloin? Yeah, like, that's it's like right where they meet. That's the dumbest thing I've I ever that's heard. That's where they intersect at the tender knob. That was like, remember Henry? Oh, yeah. Never forget. Hey, bro. Hey, bro, Henry. Yep. And I was like, "Hey, bro. Hayes and Broderick, dude. That's where they meet, dude. Hayes and Broderick. He's all that's the yeah, episode." I live in the Haybro. I'm like, "What? <sighs> I don't know. Henry Haybro. You're not fucking cool if you don't have your own super sick neighborhood. That's what the world's made from that's these what, days." <laughs> <laughs> that's how you can assign value on yourself. "No, no, 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 dude. I live in the Tender Knob. We live
1: in <laughs> I mean, I live in Coralitos, not Watsonville, but it's not actually Coralitos. It's really Watsonville, but everybody calls it Coralitos. It's Coralitos, but your address would say Watsonville uh-huh. if someone had to send you mail. Yeah, because we don't have like a town hall, so we're not officially a city somehow. It's Coralitosville. Don't you have to have like a post office to be a city? I don't know.
0: I don't know either. Um, city city ordinances, am I right? I heard if you Google a city, like non-specific, yeah, like map to Santa Cruz or map to San Jose, it'll map you to the like main post office of yeah. the town or it whatever. It must be. It's, it's got to be the post office. I'm, it could be full shit, but I don't Or town know. hall. That's just what I heard. Whatever. So I, don't, I didn't verify this information. We're just giving you
1: all on the internet a Listen, little insight into how our brains work. You can be smart, too.
0: All you have to do is go to school and study. Mm, that didn't help me very well. Today is... In real time, Friday, nine twenty Two days. You'll brighter. be listening to this on Monday. Hot day. Which will be the first. That's true. Sunday, the 31st, is our two-year brick-and-mortar anniversary. It was the day that we opened the store that on was the east side. Pretty, pretty crazy. I can't believe it's been two years. I can't either. I feel like it's been like six months.
1: Yeah, there's like that weird combination of like, we just opened, and then... You like start adding up the things that have happened and the things we've gotten done. And then you're all, but
0: we've also gotten like four years of work done in two years. I know. It's super weird. Sometimes I feel like we don't do enough. And then sometimes I feel like we do way too much. And then sometimes I feel like we're not doing anything. And I just, (laughs) (laughs) it's pretty gnarly,
1: dude. And then out comes all this con, this stuff that helps our company. And then, yeah, it's
0: kind of amazing. I'm just like, what, what, how did two years, I still feel like we're brand new. Brand new. I mean, I think so. The biggest, the biggest thing that shows me that time has gone by is myself. Okay. Like growth with myself. If I compare sure. myself to when we opened, my mind state and my just like skill level in general. Oh, right. Not in coffee, but just right. in life like and being able to together. manage different projects, put things together, managing people. like yeah. Seeing the real scope of things, having a better... Yeah, a better vibe of how things go together. Way better now. Way better. And Way I, better. I
1: noticed it with our team as well. I told them all, my, my leadership team, like the difference between Tanner, Kristen, Nicole, and Sam two years ago and now is pretty insane, actually. And I know the rest of the team as well, but those are the ones I work most closely with. It's kind of amazing to, to like, t- if you look back at Tanner, like... When we were opening, i would like look at some old pictures of him and he looks like a kid for sure. And then which is Kristen crazy. and just like their approach to life and coaching and leadership
0: versus now, it's insane. Yeah. It's big. It's pretty wild. It's pretty weird. I was trying to think of what my biggest success stories were. And Alex is definitely on that list. I was list. gonna say it's our people, right? And he's just for whatever reason, maybe because I found him at the ice cream shop, he's always been kind of special to me. Yeah. Because I was like, it was like a dude that you notice, like, that guy's got some potential. He definitely should not be working in an ice cream shop. Yeah. Turns out he was way overqualified even to be there. But I, the thing I love the most about Alex is, is it shows what you can do if you have full immersion to something and just give your all to it. Because, yeah, he's this really smart guy. Yeah. His brain works in all these, like, weird, crazy ways. But he never had, He didn't know anything about coffee. Right. And now he manages the whole wholesale side of the business. So to see him take in something that we take for granted, something as simple as like an equipment quote, and to hear him talk about the difference between a GB5 and a Linea PB or a Strada and what those functions are and why you should buy one or not the other and why you should probably right. not get that Seneso or whatever, is like burn. You're oh, all, hey, baby. Hey, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it, really sick. It's super cool, because I'm like, this guy didn't even know what coffee was two years ago. He had no idea that there was this weird little industry going on. It's pretty amazing. And to be able to climb over those humps, I'm just like, yeah, that's tight. Right. And now he doesn't ask me anymore, like, why is a Rover different than a K30? You're all many reasons. Which, you know. You come with. I never think about that stuff, but it's like trying to explain someone who doesn't know, like... Well, one's got, like, a really big conical burr set that spins right. pretty so. This one's got parallel burrs. Like, like this is how they work. All, the programming and the blah, blah, blah. Yeah. <laughs> just, like. And he, like, would <laughs> listen and actually pay attention. And he knows. And he would do it. I mean, he's, he's amazing with the people. Like, his real value oh, yeah, is in dealing with our partners. But it's, that's just, like, a one little example of just this, like, cultural immersion thing that I was like, that's kind of cool. Yeah. He didn't know anything. It's, it's pretty fun to see everybody come together. And then
1: because of what we made, now whenever they go other places, they're hyper aware of what we've got going on. And it's really, it's really exciting. It's and now super exciting. Come this year, we'll have four stores. <laughs> and seven years ago, <laughs> that'll be a thing, which I'm excited about. Actually, I'm really excited about those stores. And then the future holds some really exciting, you know, we've got, we've got plans for the future now. Well, they're loose plans, but <laughs> they're also locked in at the same time. You loose know? and locked. Which we'll tell you all in the world about, you know, when the time comes. We've got to share it with the team first. Sit on that first. for a little bit. It's going to take you a month or two. But at the same time, to kind of have clarity about how the next steps work, some of the next steps work, it's pretty exciting Ooh. to me to feel good about how we're going to take care of the team in that way or allow them to take care of
0: themselves as well. What do you think? Dang. I want to ask so many questions. I want to ask all those generic questions that are like, what's what's the biggest challenge been? What have you learned the most? What is, like, advice do we have for people who are starting on this journey? Yeah, I mean, geez. The biggest
1: challenge... I mean, honestly, the biggest challenge in my mind for us has been going at it without a lot of funding. For me, and because with the way my mind works is I already see all these people and what we what we would like long term, and I see how they could all basically make it happen, but we don't have the funding to just like put all these people in the jobs that would make it happen overnight so you know it's like if I had my way and we had an, an extra hundred thousand dollars a year to pay a bunch of people yeah I see. 15 to 20 people in our company in these specific roles that could essentially put out all this content in our brains in the next six months. And then we would be an empire, but we don't have the ability to do that because we have to grow our company. And so, I mean, I think you've talked about that and experienced that as well. It's like there's only so much money to utilize and that's part of business.
0: Yeah, I want just a little bit more money. Yeah. Just a teeny bit more money. It's like, honestly, if I could give some, if I could parse out like eight hours a week here and there Exi- to people yeah. to make them feel included, not that they don't feel included, make them feel like they it's can. Compensated for it. Just like, sh- right? show their, sh- like, uh, what am I trying to say? People come to me every day with things that they want to do. Yep. Like, I have an idea for this. I want to do this. Yep. I want to be involved in this. Sometimes it's really specific. Sometimes it's nonspecific, just like big energy. I have the capacity to do more. Right. And it really sucks to be like, cool, I want you to do more. We need you to do more. Yep. It would be awesome if you did all those things. We can't give you any money. Right. And that is this weird, weird place to be in. Because I know mm-hmm. that if I was in the employee shoes, because I've been there basically my whole life up until this point... That I do that stuff anyway. Yeah. Like I've done so many things and not gotten paid for them and not been upset about it at all because, no, because it benefits the
1: whole company. It the benefits group.
0: the company. Yeah. And if you are a hungry individual and you want to grow, it's it benefits you as well right. and your career path because people, you know, there's some people who just have to do. Right. There's some people who can come to work and do work and they do a great job. And they go home and they have other things. But there's some people who are like, I need to do more of this. Yeah. Which in one way seems like, you know, I don't expect anybody to do more or do mm-hmm. anything for free or do more than they're exactly. asked for. But at the end of the day, the people who go the extra mile on their own accord are the ones that are going to flourish more than other yeah. people. It's the... it's. And I'm not saying that because I know the staff listens to this, so I'm not trying to set a weird expectation. But if you take ourselves as a case study, why out of everybody that we've worked with over like all these years and years, a lot of them who are really passionate about coffee, why are we having this shop? Why is it doing so well? And why are we able to do the things we do? It's because we've always taken that extra time to like create things for ourselves, even when we didn't know what it was going to be. Yeah. There was a lot of thought and belief and effort and
1: time put into so many weird different things that all end up pointing us in this direction.
0: Even when we first, like 2010, when we first started writing like the blog, it's like, and I was even blogging before that. I don't think anybody was reading, but like, we're like, cool, we're going to do this. It's definitely going to benefit the company, but that's not what it's about. It's, it's about creative release. It's like, this is something that you have to do. Mm-hmm. Like, I have to do this no matter what. Yeah, there's something going on. There's something in my mind. It needs to go out. It's yeah. like, it's just this, like, magnetism. Mm-hmm. And that, I think, counts for something. It so, does count for something, so, for sure. So, basically, I'm in this place to where it's like, dude, I I, I want to give you this opportunity. But I just, add, like... Once you're in this, on this side of things, there's legalities involved, which is like, I can't ask you to work and not pay you. Oh, for sure. It's totally illegal yeah. and ridiculous. It's a, it's a, yeah. <laughs> like, but there's also, if you want to do something on your own, I, I'm not going to stop you. Right. Um, it's like the difference
1: between mentorship and management is kind of right. how I was trying to explain it. Not explain it, but we were talking, we were having this conversation, Kristen and Tanner and I, and I was like, dude, I totally feel you. I was like if somebody wants to work on a project it's basically like an open-ended project it's like i have no expectation of it getting done it would be cool if it did it will get done one day if this person does it or doesn't but yeah if they're really passionate about it and they want to bring it to the table that's really epic you know and i i would be happy with it and i would also not be unhappy if it didn't happen because i know long term we'll get it done but i also know that if somebody were to step in and do these things again, this is not an expectation. It does set you up to be remembered. It sounds like such an ultimatum when I say Dude, it like that, but it's I, also
0: true, right? I know what you mean, but there's just no way around it. And yeah. it's if there you there's no way around there's it. There's no way around. if you have two people that are both doing quality work on the floor, and one of them goes above and beyond, is continually producing things that benefit the entire organization in a selfless way, right? Like, you take note of that and when it comes time to, you know, look for people who are going to fill those big jobs, they're trustworthy for that. I can't even pretend that that doesn't factor into the decision. No, I mean that factors into every decision everywhere in the world,
1: you know, like who it's, We've used that sports analogy because we always use sports analogies. We, sports we analogies sports. are great. But it's like if you want to be a professional athlete, you practice on your own. If you want to be the best, you do your
0: work on your own on the side because you have to. Right. No one's like, I want to be the best swimmer in the world. I'm only going to do my two hours of practice because that's when the team gets together. And or, when I get paid for and, it. And that's, that's, when I, that's when the coach is there. That's yeah. like the only official time. Yeah. Or like best basketball player, whatever. Yeah. You go to practice with everybody else, but then you go to your own practice. You do your Mm. own drills. You're running, you're fucking living the life. Right. And you reap the benefits of that later.
1: Yeah. And I mean, the only thing that we can at this point, you know, say is that some people have created their own jobs and made their own career paths or at least started their own career paths because of that sort of uh, mindset and ethic. And then, at the least, we at least have given the credit and the leadership to the people who own these initiatives. And Evelyn's like a good example on those, in the one-on-ones podcast. And there's, there's many more examples of that in, in the context of our company. So I, I see it starting to happen more and more. And then, you know, what's going to help, what's helped me, and it's going to take a little bit for the rest of the team to understand this, they'll know November, is how we are starting to approach the future. It's like some people now, And it's just it's alluding to how we can grow and share with our team is basically what's what we're we're talking about in like the most loose way. And we'll talk about it in depth when the time comes. But after we release how we'd like to grow, people will start to be like, OK, I'm actually investing. I'll feel really good about people wanting to invest in the time. Prior to that you know launch of of the future because right. they'll, they'll be putting time into their own futures you'll
0: feel a bigger sense of ownership yeah with and this they will too. system yeah, exactly. yeah that's what I'm saying they will yeah and that's
1: what we wanted that's the whole point of how we why we talk about growing in different cities and where we could be or couldn't be and how it'll affect everybody and being just really into it and making sure everybody feels like they are a part of where we go, not just Chris Charles and Jared picked. And they're, like, Random along city for this and, little yeah.
0: train ride. Yeah,
1: like, you can, you can progress your career. You're going to have to go to this city with us and, like, help us grow. And they're, like, I don't want to go to this city. And you're, like, well, that's where we're going. We want to make sure that's not going to happen.
0: And even just the opportunity to feel what it's like to have that, whatever that vested interest yeah. is. Because there, there is a difference between employee and ownership. And mm, like, yeah. To be totally clear, like, everything that we've been able to do thus far is because we've been able to gather great people that are around us yep give them the freedom to run along with the feedback they need to run at the capacity that they're at yep because none of them were there when they got here yeah ourselves included straight up if i look at myself as a like a boss or a business owner two years ago on opening day. Woo-hoo.
1: Oh yeah. Growing every
0: day. Yeah. Every day. Really, really fast. Yeah. It forces you. But, and then there's this little, it's cool to figure out a way to let people feel what some of that ownership feels like. Right. Cause it's a really interesting feeling because mm-hmm. it can feel really empowering. And then sometimes it feels really overwhelming. Yeah. With lots of pressure.
1: I mean, and, and, to be clear I mean to be clear we've already put aside fifteen percent of our company for the for employee ownership, and so that is that is one part that people can earn um and we we even we did our presentation to the team over our uh, leadership offsite we did what like three weeks ago four weeks ago now and so the leadership team is is fully aware of that and that's part of what we're gonna share next month and that's that's only a small portion of this though because having some vested ownership means that you're also you're driving a little bit, you know, and and it's, there's so much to do just because we're a coffee company. doesn't mean you have to be just a straight coffee nerd to excel here. It's it, there's jobs and we all overlap in our love for coffee for sure. But like, you know, Caroline, she loves coffee, but she doesn't love it as much as what she's doing for you and with you right now, which is more marketing and more storytelling and, and, and whatever. She's an art. She's more of an artist and that there needs to be places for all of these amazing people in our company. And I mean, are doing it.
0: Really? We're doing it. There's, if you look at the company scope. Yeah. Separate the company scope from the cafe. If you go into the cafe, you've got, what's going on is probably what you see on the floor is like 40% coffee. Yeah. And then the rest of that, you could lump into whatever you want to call guest service or, yeah, customer service, hospitality. hospitality, whatever you call it. But if you step back and look at it from the company wide scope and what it takes to run that retail place and run wholesale and run a roastery coffee's probably only 15 to 20% of what you really do. Yeah. Like you as an owner, me as an owner, how much time do we actually spend like in an intimate coffee setting every yeah, week? like It's hours. it's two. not a lot.
1: Yeah. Straight up. I mean I I got to spend a full 8 hours on the floor on Saturday last week and it
0: was great. We and you have it. people that cover that f- like for you. Yeah. So that, you know, I mean the roasting team, the cupping and QC team is like heavy coffee. Yeah a lot of the time, but managing those, I don't know. There's just so much, there's so much to running things. It's not coffee.
1: Yeah. And there's so much intention that goes into everything as well. It's like, actually I do, I do a hair more coffee stuff because I've been doing espresso like palette development stuff and in calibration, which has been really fun. But what's more exciting, even through that process, everybody tastes and everybody gets calibrated and we have a really, really good time. But what comes out during those nights is all this talk about what we do and why it's special, and it honestly reminds me of how much time and thought we put into so many details of this company that I'm like, oh, yeah, we do this because of this, and everybody's like, oh. And it's kind of, I would say, not not paralleled by a lot of companies, how much thought we've put into really minute details about what we do and why we do it. And I forget because it just happens now two years later, right? Like, Like yeah, going into opening and like all the things that we planned and why we do them to like, I mean, what was one of the examples? Gosh, there were so many weird ones. It was like, whatever, our espresso flow or like the spacing between the machines or like steps of service and why we do certain things and why we keep things in places. And there's just always a reason for everything that we do. It's not just like it sits there because we put it there when we opened, you know, like there's nothing there's nothing in our almost entire company where it just like happened that way because we needed it to happen. It was almost like we thought about this and we planned it out from training to how training is getting revamped over and over and over again and how we're adding to it. And it's like we had foresight to see the classes that are finally getting consistently built now. It's really crazy to me. Our marketing efforts and everything continues to expand,
0: but it's really neat. There's a lot of things going on. There's a lot of things going on. A lot on. of things going on. And we think about our people a lot. I think a lot of people set up cafes with some sense of intentionality, but a lot of there's I think there's two there's a couple big tracks. There's there's what happens with a lot of smaller companies where they set things up with some some focus, some intentionality, some of the same things that we just talked about right now. Right. But then don't have the foresight to get enough people involved to be able to keep those things consistent Mm -hmm. over the course of their lifetime. Right. So whether that's dealing with insanely heavy turnover Mm -hmm. and being overwhelmed by maybe you're a one owner operation and you don't have anyone who gets your back and you're just things slide in the context of the day to day. Yeah. So maybe you have those maybe you have those things in your mind. They just don't exist anywhere in reality. Because, yeah. because work's just constantly happening to you. Yep. Like work is happening to me. I'm like in the business the whole time. I'm never like stepping back and seeing from like the bird's eye view of like what I need to do. Because yeah. I'm running around like a chicken with my head cut off, which I see how easy that is to do. I mean, it could be very easy to do if you are a business
1: owner with a cafe and you're thinking about doing anything more than just that cafe. I mean, if I was a, a single business owner, I think I could... Tops run two cafes by myself. And you would still need to put really good people... Oh, I'd for sure be planning around, around you. Me. A and ton of good people around me. At least two per cafe. And Probably
0: there, more. There's the big companies, which I think have a really good flow in that sense. Right. I just sometimes... Sometimes the feeling's not really there. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. I don't think it has to do with size. I don't think it has to do with size. I don't think size is actually a determining factor. I don't think size factor. matters.
1: When people say if you grow too fast, I think the term fast is so... It's an, in, it's an intangible thing. Fast only means you haven't set up the systems to grow and you haven't set the people in place to grow. And you haven't had a lot of clear intention around what you're trying to do. Well, when, <laughs> yeah, you know? It's like if everybody is really clear on how things need to be and they actually execute, you could grow as fast as you want.
0: People are confusing correlation and causation yeah this the service the feeling the quality doesn't suffer because of the growth even though there's a correlation to it it's because of the things it's the type it's the way the growth happened right it's not that growth happened yep it's that cool we grew and we didn't have everything set up to grow so the growth feels like shit yep and i think that's what most people seem to do because it seems to be really really easy I mean, it's easy to fork out the money. It's not easy to make it back. I mean, it. <laughs> well, you know what I mean. It's no, no, like, no, totally. It's so easy to, order. yeah, cool. Like, let's make let's have a cafe if they want to make it back. Like, well, do they even want to make it back? Totally.
1: You could just, yeah. Or are totally.
0: you just on that train to where it's like, cool, We, if we can grow at this rate and show this valuation, we we'll can sell. probably sell. And it actually doesn't matter if our guest service fucking blows. And it actually doesn't really matter if our coffee quality blows because, hey, you know, especially coffee's getting kind of watered down there's a lot of places that make good cappuccino it's you know right. it's whatever we'll just be one of those and we'll have like pretty pretty neat cappuccino right. and it'll be nice milk texture kind of maybe you know that only
1: kind of works i mean we've seen i mean it, it well it could work it could work but there is there's something to be said about people who think that running a cafe is easy and i've talked to some business owners who no longer own their coffee companies they were like they were just like, yeah. You just like make it look like you know the coffee shops. You make it like you make it pretty, and you do all the third wave stuff, and you buy the machines, and it's like, you know, if it looks like a chicken and walks like a chicken, it must be a chicken, and then it's not a chicken. Yeah. And then they're like, man, this is actually freaking hard. Nobody's coming back. And it's like, yeah, because it's not actually good. It just looks good. And why? Like, and why would they? Why would they? Yeah, they buy your why. They don't buy your
0: like that's. what? Oh, what do you guys do? Make coffee. So what? Like, everybody else does totally. too. Yeah, it doesn't work. So it's not as easy. That's sick. So that gets into that gets into another question that I wanted to throw at you. Said to myself for the people. Yeah, dude. A lot of people write us and they want to know what's like the defining factor in us being able to. Well, I'll just claim we're kind of crushing it. Yeah, we're and, doing well. And. I'm people ask like how's business and I'm like you know what business is actually really fucking good and they're like really and I'm like yeah yeah actually we're, we're Doing we've been well. profitable since we were out of the gates like we're able to give a lot back to our people it's it's going really well and then you know most people are like how like what's <laughs> what's going on what's yeah. going on there in the context of people are like I want to set up my own coffee roasting company I want to set up my own cafe what do I do What's step one? Yeah, man.
1: You have to, I, I would say step one, gosh, step one. There's two things to step one, I guess. But I think you have to have a compelling mission and that compelling mission needs to encompass a lot of people in a tangible way. Ah, and it's it's a mission vision combo. And here's what I mean, because it's like our mission is a little too simple if you just like, it, you have to be able to explain it more. So yeah, to leave people happier than we found them. It's actually a really powerful mission if you are able to take it out of the context of a marketing claim. So like it means something to us, including the people who work for us. It's not just like something that we're setting out to do for people to make money. It's like a thing that we believe in. And so people are like, oh, cool, that's really great. And then you take them into the vision, which is, you know, we're going to, We're going to grow and become this cultural institution that makes people feel that way. But because of that statement, the things that we offer to our team and we earn their trust and we earn the trust of people coming in because what we say is what we mean. And then it starts sinking in. It's still a long play. You still have to earn the trust. But it's like when you give back over 45 percent of your bottom line to employee development, and that is a true number and then you invest a lot of time and money into training and personal, professional development, it makes people... And and, then the people come together with our value structure, and they're the bright people. It's like people like being around each other. They're being really taken care of. They know that it's hard to live in Santa Cruz. They know that what we're doing... Is honest and true, and we're thinking about them, we're not just thinking about ourselves in the context of growth, and we're thinking about everybody around us. You've got yourself something that's worth being involved in. So, the first thing you have to do is come up with a mission that actually translates on all levels, I guess, is what I would say. That's pretty good. I good mean, for start. me, that's what it is. Yeah. I it's think not all the same for everybody, and it doesn't have to be.
0: No, but I think you need something more. So, what I think you need is you need like a dream. Yeah. You need a vision of the world that isn't there yet. Yes. You need a way to transform people's minds and transform people's hearts. Even if it's small, it doesn't have to be big. You know, we talk about giving a lot back and developing employees and we're going to be a company that's quite a bit larger than we are right now. Yeah. But I don't think that you have to have that to be awesome. You, there's totally awesome one shop companies, but I think if you look at those, they all offer Something that's not directly Tied to the product that they sell Like Mm -hmm. if you Don't go into business And try to open a coffee shop Because you love coffee It's totally the wrong motivation Mm -hmm. And you're going to be disappointed Yeah You will for sure be disappointed If you really love coffee And you have a dream To make the best coffee ever You should get a really good job And then buy the most awesome stuff For your house And you can fucking have a GS3 or right. a Linium Mini, or you can plumb in a 220, whatever, and like have transcendent coffee moments all day. Or caveat,
1: you could open yourself up a really small boutique and try to go at it like Jiro, you know, like, and you're the person who just makes that coffee every day. <laughs> and that would have to be you, right? Yeah. So you really would. That'd have to be like the only caveat to me. You would have to be so in love with making
0: coffee that you'd want to commit to it for like multiple years. The only thing that keeps me from even offering that as advice and it's, it's, is the economics of the whole situation. Sure. You would like, be like, there's a, there's a, there's a yeah. payout that doesn't really work. If you, if you take the best of the best food, you can make a lot of money, right? The mark-up you can charge, is available. you can charge 250 bucks for a sitting, you know? If you charge 250 bucks for a sitting for sushi, you can probably do pretty well. Right. You know, if you're going to Manresa and dropping 500 for, like, food and wine, mm-hmm. that's cool. But, like, the most people are currently willing to spend on coffee is not very high. Five and under. So even if you're f- focusing in that zone... You're going to have to work really hard and really fast it's all just, day long. It's just going to be really intense. Yeah. I feel that. So
1: that's something... That's really important to note. I think, is just that if you want to be in coffee, I don't know if that's on topic, so maybe that's a whole other world. But it's just like, how do you, you got to think, you really do have to think ahead. Like you're going to want some freedom because you started a company. And that's not to say that you're not going to be in love with coffee forever and you're not going to be in love with working. But you have to also be like, I'm the owner of this place. I'm probably going to want vacations and I'm probably going to want life outside of this place at some point. And you have to think, like, what's it going to take to provide that for myself? Because you can't just... Nobody should. It's just not healthy to overwork yourself forever just because you want to own, own a business. It's just not healthy. You will, burn, you will burn out, and you will become unhappy.
0: You will die alone. You will. <laughs> <laughs> you will.
1: Anyway, that's off topic. I, but that's I, hard. That's the truth, I think, that needs to be real. To I think I had another epiphany. dude. Not love, an
0: epiphany. Just an idea. There's a song I used to love called Epiphany, but is I
1: think it's... Was it
0: from Stain? I don't know. I just I feel made like, that up. No, I think it was actually a Stain song. Anyway. I think if people want to start a coffee company because they love coffee, they should look back into their own selves and look at what they loved more... What are like some defining traits of their personality? Who are they before coffee was even in the picture? Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Go backwards and unpack that and try to figure out a way to bring that to the table as practical advice. Like, I love coffee. I want to open a coffee shop. Right. How do I make it work? What am I going to do to make me different than every other asshole on the block? And the answer is inside you.
1: That is true. It's literally the has to be inside you. The answer of
0: you. is inside you and it's deeper than coffee. And it's probably like built off of this, some of these experiences you have. And then you use whatever you're passionate about as yeah. the expression of those ideas. So when people say things like you know, don't follow your passion because that can get you into this little death trap. There's some of that that I agree with. Whereas if you if you read something like, uh, So Good They Can't Ignore You, which basically takes the idea of following your passion is a bad idea. It's better to build skills. And as you build those skills, you kind of fall in love with, those things even more, take those skills, cash them in for some sort of like, it's almost like social capital and you can build your, build your jam this way. Case in point. If you, if you take someone that people often refer to like Steve jobs, he's right. famous for these speeches where he's like, follow your passion and you know, anything's possible. But if you look at his history, he was never passionate about building computers. He, you know, he was like this, like, like, Buddhist dude who would do these weird Zen meditations on campus. He was like, all of his life leading up to his career at Apple had absolutely nothing to do with building computers or anything. Right. It it wasn't his passion. Um, But I think once you find out what what moves you from a deeper level, it is important how you express that. Because if I took what we were doing right now... Right. And I put that into something else. I, I don't know what a good example is. Um, what's I another? Like what's we another could thing? give people the opportunities that we're giving them. We could be good examples of leadership. We could right. empower employees in almost any, any industry. But I don't want right. to sell furniture. Sure. Because that doesn't, that doesn't make me feel good either. But well, coffee, coffee really does. Yeah. I'm, like, on a rant where it's, no, like, no, no, I'm it's fe- important to combine, like, the passion you have for something with the deep-seated meaning that comes before that and use that as your platform to be successful. Right. Well, it's, like, okay, so maybe Steve Jobs wasn't into
1: computers or whatever, but maybe he was really big into innovation and bringing people together. And then he found his path to that through computers. And you know what I'm saying? Like, his passions may have l- were still there. His passions were his passions. And he utilized that path to still utilize his passions.
0: Yeah. it's a, Which see, is, it's, kinda, I feel like what you're saying. He had such a weird story to where he was, apparently he just saw like a business opportunity to where it's like, hey, we can build these computers and yeah. sell them. Or he developed, I can't remember what he developed. It was just I like some a weird idea and he got with Woz and they were like, they wanted to sell circuit boards to this computer shop and the computer shop's like, no, nah, I don't want circuit boards but right. if you guys build me like actual full computers, I'll buy them. Yeah. And they're like, we can do that okay i guess so it started from just like hey let's make a little money on the side the waz and then that spun dude yeah but so yeah i guess i'm just saying there's this one full camp of people that are like follow your passion and that can be really dangerous there's the the other people are like don't follow your passion it's a bad idea but i think you have to find a way to like pull these things you can do you know what i mean you have to you have to figure out like You have to be passionate about how you express your why. Yes. Which is why I can't express what drives me by building furniture or cabinetry, which is like what my dad did. Right. Even though, cool, like I could, we could go into business, start a cabinet shop and make it work exactly how Cat and Cloud does. Sure. Because people are gonna buy into what we, why we do what we right. do, not the fact that we build awesome cabinets. No, They're you can like, find somebody who makes amazing cabinets, and like then we have this, we have this, we have this awesome. culture. And this is, and this is mm-hmm. why people love us. Not this is why people fucking love us. <laughs> I, it's true. It's true, dude. Thank you, thank you for being a part of. Thank it. you for being a part of us. We get so much mail, and it fucking blows me away every time we get it. I opened up a package from freaking Damon Thorley. How cool of a name is that? the best. Let me double check his name cuz I'm pretty sure mm-hmm, sh- is pretty, it Damon Thorley? Is it Damon Thorley? Hang tight. Hanging tight for Damon.
1: We do. We get a lot of love. We also
0: It was Damon. Damon. I just I just wanted to I just wanted to double check cuz I was like Thorley? It. That sounds like a made up name. Um really awesome note. Let's just read. It. I'm going to read it. Woo. Hey, Chris. I know you get a ton of boxes like this, but I couldn't help it. I just wanted to say thank you for everything you do through Cat and Cloud. I just recently started getting involved in the coffee world after a long time in the skateboarding industry and wanted to show a bit of gratitude. The podcast and all your videos always keep me super inspired in both business and life. Hope the wheels work for you, or you can at least trade them for your size of bills. Thanks again for everything. Damon Thorley sent me two sets of spitfire formula four wheels, a bunch of stickers. And I'm just like, do I even deserve this? So I, cause I really feel like I don't. So when I say this is why people love us, it's not because of some ego trip that I'm on. It's just like, I get this and it hits me right in the heart. And I'm like, damn dude, that's amazing. Like, thank you so much. I'm so glad that we can do something that Seems to be making people's lives better. Right. Even though we've never met them or don't live in the same city as them. And that's fucking insane to me. But that also comes back to us being true to ourselves and what we're about. And that's
1: a big part of what we're about is helping people in a number of different ways. Right. Whether it's advice, whether it's literally jobs or just sharing our experiences and being humans. You know, it's like. I think a lot of people put on the facade or try to put on a facade these days about whatever. They're always trying to sell something or, like, put their uh, best face forward, their Instagram world. I'm an entrepreneur. Yeah, and it's
0: like... Follow me.
1: Yeah, and I'm an entrepreneur, so I'm going to have, like, a really sick car, and I'm going to have the best of this, and I'm have the best of that, and, like, look at my life, and it's so crazy, and it's like... Our lives are already crazy and also really good, and, yeah, there's hard chips and things like that, but... <laughs> Everything that we do and the people that are involved with us help lead to make people feel better and happier and in some way, shape, or form. And it's always different for everybody, and that's rad that this person is stepping out of the skateboard industry. And K- Damon, right? Damon, dude. He's going to start doing some My coffee. Dude. Coffee's growing. <laughs> we believe that business can be done better and more people could be taken care of, and we could probably... The Political term is stupid, but raise the middle class in general. If we a bunch more people do better business, and that's really
0: good, man. I'd be happy if we could show that you could just do business and be a regular ass motherfucker. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's what like you're saying that's you're what just, what I'm just saying. like regular dude, ass, just be a, be a good human citizen. Like, you don't have to have a fancy anything, Mm-mm. You don't. don't, and that, it all
1: points back to that, though.
0: And that shit's gonna run out anyway, because at some point, no matter. No matter how popular you are right now, no matter how much people love your stuff or what you're posting with your perfect pictures and your fancy toys and all that stuff, that stuff is all going to go out of style and nobody's going to care. But what is never going to go out of style is caring about other people, Mm -hmm. helping other people, and just like getting other people to be the best version of whoever they are, providing that is never going away.
1: No. And if we can get (laughs) other people to do that alongside of us, then we can all do it together. And that is a
0: way, way more fun to feel like you're involved in something bigger than yourself. That's why I get fucking mad when I look at everyone's social media from these big companies that have like hundreds of thousands of followers. And all it is is stupid, perfect pictures of products, things, things. It's like only things. I get it everybody wants to sell stuff and selling stuff helps you do things for your people and right. makes the organization viable. But I just, it's so uninspiring to me. And I almost wonder if, is it inspiring for all those hundreds of thousands of people that follow that company? Or do they think that this is what they're just supposed to follow? Dude. Like, I mean, <laughs> like I, if, if yeah. you're into this, you're supposed to follow this or you're not participating in the community. In the culture, yeah. I have a hard time with that
1: too. Cause I just, I feel the same way. I'm like, so everybody on your whole company is gonna look at your Instagram and be like,
0: man, I'm so psyched to work for this coffee cup and this latte art. So psyched to work for this cup of milk uh-huh. that is like photographed by a guy who makes more than me, who doesn't have shit to do with our company. Might not even work for our company. Might not even work for our company. Got hired by like a marketing firm, and then some fucking weirdo curates our Instagram to make it look perfectly. And I'm just like, like yeah. how is that motivating and why? Like I and I actually I'm partially asking why out of anger, but I'm also really asking why do people want to look at that? Because I they don't. They just are learning.
1: What it, I mean, Instagram's still young. You know what I'm saying? They're still figuring it. They, the world is weak. <laughs> the ubiquitous they. And yeah, the ubiquitous. <laughs> like, just scrolling and, and they're like, well, I like coffee. <laughs> Double click. I like coffee. You know, it's, it's I, I don't, so don't want
0: to overly judge that, but I do at the same time. Cause I, I kind of do. It. I just, is it just maybe I'm overthinking it and maybe it's just an appreciation for something that's pretty. But there's so much, well, there's pretty, there's so much pretty stuff out there because, yeah, sure, some of those pictures are pretty, but I'm, it's not really telling me anything. It's like especially coffee. I'm just now, All of a sudden, all the pictures are going to be pretty, pretty soon. They're all pretty. They all look good. They're getting better all the time. They're getting better all the time. Everyone's is going to be the same. And it was cool. We were at the meeting and Madison's like, our Instagram, it, it doesn't look fake. It's just us having fun being who we are. Thank goodness. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. Great. Because I, I would have a really hard time if we were trying to be something that we weren't.
1: Yeah. Also, shout out. If you uh, heard the term Madison and you follow our Instagram. Oh, yeah. They've been on our story. Madison and Brittany are at best of Columbia. With, uh, and also, shout out to the homies at Dune. Todd's over there, too. Todd's over out. there. Uh, and then next week, uh, Alyssa and um, Lucas take off for Brazil. Anyway, that's a whole other thing. But. A lot of origin hits hard in waves, dude. Yeah, it does hit hard in waves. And they're all experiencing it together. And it's, I mean, I was talking to Madison briefly on Instagram and Messenger. And she was just like, this is so insane. But that makes me so happy. And it makes me, I just got so pumped up for her. And I don't need to be there. And I would love to be, sure, in Brazil and all these places. I I get to go to Australia and take Tanner with me to Australia. And I'm not even excited about being in Australia personally. I'm excited about taking Tanner to Australia.
0: Yeah. And yeah, that's you know true. That's
1: like straight up real. I'm maybe right now starting to like think about what it would feel like to be in another country. And that's exciting. And I'm going to love it. And I know I will. But I'm more excited f- to see Tanner go to a place that I've been and just watch him experience this It's way cooler. World. Way cooler to bring people with you and to do things for your, your people and to share it. And I think maybe that's why we're doing so well is that we're actually willing to share in general and to tell the stories of the people that are doing those things because it helps others to see that they also can do that. And it doesn't have to be only about them taking care of themselves for success. Like you can still be successful and include everybody in that journey on a real level, not on like a, I like them level, you know, (laughs) like like we're not, we are investing a lot (laughs) back into our company. And it's, it's, I think that's why. I think it's a big part of why. I don't know. I agree. I agree with you. And I mean, we set out to do that from the beginning, though. So I guess to take it all the way back to the beginning of this conversation, like what sets it apart? I think you have to think ahead and be like, how are we going to take care of more than just ourselves?
0: It's bigger than you. Every company that you love, that you really resonate with on a deep emotional level, is probably doing something that's bigger than just the owners of the company.
1: And they're not doing it for the
0: critics. That's one of my fair Walt Disney quotes. He's dude,
1: like, he's critics, like, dude. he's all, I'm not doing any of this for the critics. I'll take my chances with the general public. Thank you very much.
0: <laughs> That's exactly one of his quotes. And I'm like, I fucking love it. That's so funny. There's, uh, oh, I got, a, I, got another, I got another passage.
1: Nice. I'll, I'll follow it up with one more of my favorite Walt Disney quotes that makes him feel like a badass. Oh, I'm here. You're fir- I'm first because you're still looking. Yeah. Yeah, his, go for his it. His passage was like, I hear there's a recession coming. I actually don't. Plan on participating <laughs> And I'm like Fuck yeah dude. Neither do I
0: Because there will be Another recession And we will not participate This is From the book Ego is the enemy Which Homeboy Iran Gave to me It's by Ryan Holiday I put this up On my Instagram But just wanted to go A little deeper Into it Go deep So This Is A little Nano speech by this dude John Boyd. So John Boyd was I, feel like I in, know that guy. He was in the Air Force and apparently oh. he's one of the most influential people that you've probably never heard of. Yeah, I was thinking of Billy <laughs> Boyd. And he um Lord of the rings. He basically reinvented modern military aircraft and like fighting techniques. He's a real top gunner, you know what I mean? <laughs> he goes TG. And this is him in a passage that he would tell to some of his students. So you'll hear some, some military speak in here, but he goes, Tiger, one day you'll come to a fork in the road and you're going to have to make a decision about which direction you want to go. If you go that way, you can be somebody. You'll have to make compromises and you'll have to turn your back on your friends, but you'll get to be a member of a club and you'll get promoted and you'll get good assignments. Or you can go the other way and you can do something, something for your country, something for your Air Force, something for yourself. If you decide you want to do something, you may not get promoted, and you may not get the good assignments, and you certainly will not be a favorite of your superiors, but you won't have to compromise yourself. You'll be true to your friends, and your work might just make a difference. To be somebody or to do something. That's when you have to make a decision. Ouch! So it's like the idea of to be or to do is, okay, cool, let's say I want to be a successful business person. So I'm going to like pretend to do all the things that all successful business people do, which is maybe that's kiss everybody's ass or make sure that's making sure I follow the right accounts and participate in all the right things in the industry so that I get to be known as a person or an influencer. And then I get to be that guy. But doing is I believe in something. I'm going to do what I know is right, whether it means anybody loves it or not. Mm. Maybe I don't get a ton of recognition for it, but this is, this is where my heart is. Right. And I'm going down this road. And sure, like maybe I miss out on being part of the Cool Kids Club. Maybe I never get as famous as X guy. Maybe I never you know, get that recognition. I mean, I feel personally
1: <laughs> the most out of our industry that I've ever felt, but I also feel the best. And I have a lot of gratitude.
0: That's because you're doing. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You could be a part of the industry, how so many people are being part of the industry. But you know what that does? Is that takes time for you to be a part of the industry. And all of a sudden, you're shifting your focus from what you're doing here to participating in that industry. When actually, by being like, okay, actually, my focus is over here with Cat and Cloud and these people around me and I have this dream and we're going to do this. Even though people might not see everything, you're impacting people's lives on a way bigger level and transforming so much more by being out of the mix and just doing what you know is right. And
1: it feels... Especially good, thanks to everybody who actually supports us and and comes along this journey.
0: The awesome caveat where we kind of get to experience the best of both worlds is through like the podcast in the video where right. we just kind of talk about stuff that we do and put it out there. Yeah. Again, with the hopes that hey, maybe pick, pick this up. Yeah. Maybe run with some of this. Like, it's how Simon Sinek is always like, it's fucking. Gr-. He doesn't cuss. No, I no, yeah, do, yeah. but you know what I'm saying. He's like, it's it's ridiculous that I even have a job, right? Like I'm speaking about compassion and treating people well and listening right. to people. It's like, how do I even have, how is this so like rare that I am like this huge famous per- person for yes. preaching the things that I pe- preach. This should be normal. This is how the world should work. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening to this, like I, we don't want to be part of this small group of companies no. that does this thing. Please the, come The along. dream is like, dude, everybody do this. Or your own version of it or Your own version of this will literally change a
1: global industry of, well, just business, global business. If everybody did business the way that we did it, the world would for sure change. It would be better. For sure. 100% no doubt in my mind. You'd have more, oh my gosh, you'd have more jobs, you'd have more retention, you'd have more happy... Man, team members, you'd be you'd be happier yourself. You'd have more community. You'd have more alignment in your day-to-day. You'd have more people to talk to when you went out of your cafe or your business in general and about things that mattered. I had a
0: conversation it would the other a- day man. downtown with this dude. You know who he is. He, um, Anyway, he's someone who's around town. Yeah. And they own, him and his wife own the glass shop. Mm-hmm. And he came in, and he was like, how's business going? And I'm like, it's actually really good. And he starts asking about what we're doing, and I start telling him. And I said something about, yeah, it's, it's cool to be on this journey to where people can feel like they're belonging to something that's bigger than us or bigger than themselves. And he's all, let me ask you that. So people, people want to belong to something. Is that important to people? And mm. I said, "Well, yeah, it, it's it's super important to people." And he's like, "Well, just, you know, young people just seems like they really want to belong to something." Yeah. And in my mind, I'm like, "Man, I don't know if it's a young person thing." I was like, Mm-mm. "I want to belong to something." Everybody I, I feel does. like everybody probably wants to belong to something. Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Well, yeah, it's it's for sure. What why do you ask?" And he's like, "Well, we're having we're having a real hard time finding people to work and keeping them around." And it's just really hard. And I said, cool. Well, what, you know, what do you do that makes people want to work with you? Mm-hmm. What makes you different aside from, you know, you pay people money. They have like the standard things yeah. that come along with employment. Like, what are they working towards? Do they feel like it's, a, a you know, part of a bigger picture or anything? And that question was aggressively dodged. Yeah. And went right into what I've actually found is people just don't want to work. Yeah, you're all not true. And I said, really? And he's all, yeah. And I was like, well, I found that we found a lot of people who are willing to do a ton of work for people who don't really quite know what they're doing. That's you and I and Mm -hmm. Charles. Like We're still figuring it out all the time because they're believing in in the end cause. And he's like, really? He's like, well, you guys... You have it a little. It's a little different. There is it though? There's the you know we train people and then you know they have the opportunity to go to the union. So then they go to the union and there were there were two things that were really not clicking. One was that person was basically accepting no responsibility right for their actions. Just like hey you know. If everything that you're doing is someone else's fault, yeah, there's no way you're going to be able to fix your problems because you're not owning your own problems and and looking at it from the point of view, like, what can I do to fix this Mm. instead of already figuring out that there's nothing I can do to fix it? Another thing was just the, the acknowledgement that, like, dude... If Nobody your people don't want to stay, it's something that you're doing. Yeah. The industries aren't that different. Every workplace basically functions in the same way. The fact that you sell glass and the fact that we sell coffee and the fact that somebody else sells furniture and someone else sells computers doesn't make a damn bit of difference. It doesn't fucking matter. The sure, same transaction. You have your own challenges that are unique to your industry. Sure. But the same rules apply. If you give people reason to stay, and if you treat those people like you want them to stay, and if you can paint a picture that like yeah, because in his mind it's like all he was doing was selling and installing glass. Right. And to me, I'm like, well, yeah, that's why people wants to do that. That's why people don't want to stay. Yeah. Because people don't want to just sell and install glass. I'm not a transaction. Yeah. People are bigger than that. And you need to tap into that. But I get so frustrated. And then there's he didn't say anything, and we're totally cool, but you talk to people about this stuff, he's much older than yeah, either of and us. and that might have a little and, bit of generational shit. And they look at shit. you, and they're just like, well, you've only been in business yep. for this long, and sure, you're just, you're, you're just a kid. It's like, that's that's cute, and it'll all come crumbling down, and it's really, really frustrating to me. So I guess what I'm saying to everybody out there. It would cool if we had more examples of this to where people like that could see that as like undeniable truth that this works. If we weren't like one of the... Because in our town, there's not like really a lot of places who are doing like amazing things. Yeah, we're also the third or second most expensive city to live in in the United States. It's
1: an added layer of complexity. So I'm just really happy that people are willing to go at it with us and I'm really happy to try to provide a space for people to stay here in this place that is awesome and has so much potential. And yeah, I mean, it's just, you can do, you can make your business awesome, and you have to have a, there's just gotta be a reason. People, people don't buy your products. That's just the end. It's, I think even Simon Sinek talks about I mean, yeah. Simon Sinek talks it's, about everything. He starts, he's,
0: he's too good for his own good. He's too, yeah, he's too famous in, for being awesome. But I can't the, deal with it. At
1: the end of the day, people are not buying your products solely. They're buying why you have a product and why you have even a business in general. And everybody should just remember that by definition, if you're in business, it's to make money. So nobody gives a shit anymore that you're trying to make money. We already know that's why you're a
0: business. So it's got to be more than that. And one doesn't come at the expense of the other either to where it's like, I can't fuck with all that stuff because I'm too busy making money. It's like, no, you need to focus on those things because in the long game, that's what's going to build your organization on really, really solid ground and make you just not a flash in the pan either. You're going to have that staying power. Your people are your ultimate currency.
1: That's just what it is. And... I feel like we are we were at like a, we were at a really great place to end. I think we got a call to action. <laughs> right. I I guess maybe on the last. I mean, we're going to plan. We can just talk. It's like here's your precursor. This has nothing to do with what I talked about earlier and like our um, big reveals in the future. But we are going to do like the a big
0: reveal. We're
1: going to do like a weekend in 2019 where you can come to Santa Cruz and we're going to talk through. We're putting on a conference. Yeah, we're putting on like for a, lack of a better word. Yeah, we're putting yeah like we'll a, figure out something like cooler to call it like later. A, Like a a development weekend, or like a yeah, which will be like a mix between how we do systems and our approach to things in general, be it leadership and training and culture and finance, the whole nine. And it'll be like an overall. Here's some things, and then with that we'll we'll offer some other stuff too. But that's your first little touch base. It's a masterclass. We're gonna. Oh gosh. (laughs) It's a local masterclass. It's a course. And uh, I think it'll be really amazing. We've been dreaming it up for probably six months now, and we're starting to to get really serious about it. So just
0: committed this morning, full on.
1: We we well we we committed last week, but we didn't commit to. We didn't commit.
0: We dropped the dates on the calendar. Our calendar today.
1: So just think mid year 2019. We're gonna have something after after SCA. SCA, So don't worry. Save some of your marbles. I think we want to put something on that'll actually give you action steps and and give you something besides i don't know loose opinions of a we want to be out of the we'll loose, opinions. You, yeah, exactly. <laughs> loose opinions loose to be cool <laughs> we want to give you something to, to go to go do and be that you can apply and, and make a real difference in your business and we'll show you how we do it as a small company who has some wholesale and two stores well, I guess at that point maybe we'll have four stores open. Might have we might have some breakfast. Who knows? It yeah, might be. Yeah, come by. Who a, knows? It could be a freaking. I might be off the rails with Chris, <laughs> you, just running shops. Get a ham, mm-hmm. we'll ham. a ham sandwich. Mm-hmm. Extra ham. Where we at? some ham. No, we probably won't have ham. No. But anyway, so that's, that's that. It's been a great two years. Cheers, bro. We did it, dude. So far, we didn't do it. We two did, years. Done did it.
0: We we really we we just provide the spark, dude. We did provide the spark. Ignite. I'm so tired right now. It's crazy. That's I slept like so hard. Too. I went to the gym and I went skateboarding. And then I was Yesterday? all. Yesterday? Oh, yeah. That's a double whammy. Good day. My legs were all like noodled out. And I was like. I'm going to go get my noodle. I, I right had now. to cut skating short because I was just like, I can't even move. Dude. You did too hard. I went too you. hard, bro. Anyway. I just want to talk to you people. Hey, happy, happy birthday to us. Thank you so much. The world. <laughs> it's a curtain cloud. It. Bye, Bye. 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 The Cat and Cloud Coffee Podcast is brought to you by Wilbur Curtis. They make coffee brewers. Ever heard of them? If you haven't, you should. They're an awesome family-owned company. They're here in California. They power their facility with solar power, which I hear that's like a new hot thing that progressive people do. The best thing about Curtis, in my humble opinion, is the turnaround time on the brewers. They have a 24-hour turnaround. It's phenomenal. If you've ever ordered a brewer for a wholesale client from someone else and waited and waited and waited for it to come in... You know how frustrating that is. So being able to get the brewer next day like that is absolutely amazing. Shout out to you, Wilbur Curtis. Their customer service is phenomenal. And they just care. They care about you. They care about me. And I care about them. And that's why Cat Cloud Podcast is brought to you by Wilbur Curtis.